my goal as a sensuality coach and sex educator is to empower you to understand that sex can be so much more than how it's typically presented to us. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now let's unleash your inner sensualista. Welcome sensualistas to episode number 10 of the Sensuality Academy podcast. I can't believe my baby podcast is in double digits. I'm very proud and I'm so, so thankful to all of you who have been sharing, listening and reviewing. It means so much to me. Thank you. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Let's talk about sex. Specifically, let's talk about the difference between what I like to call gourmet sex and snack sex. For a while, I was using the term junk food sex and all of my clients and anyone who's done workshops with me or the actual Sensuality Academy program will know that I tend to use this terminology. But lately, I've decided to rename this term from junk food sex to what I now call snack sex because I felt that junk food gave it a little bit too much of a negative connotation and that is not my intention. So what do I even mean by gourmet sex and snack sex? Well, firstly, I want to caveat this by saying all sex, all sex that is consensual and respectful, is good sex. Pleasure is pleasure. So long as we're making an effort to be intimate and connected and open and honest with our sexual encounters, we're going to have good sex. So this is not to say there is one type of sex that is better than another. I'm simply trying to demonstrate that there are different types and different levels of sex that can be more or less nourishing, just as food is more or less nourishing, but all delicious and all serves a purpose. Okay. When I share this concept with my students and my clients, I like to talk about the quality of sex as equal to the amount of nourishment that you get from it. And that's where the analogy for gourmet versus sensual sex, snack sex, the analogy of gourmet versus snack sex. I'm so used to saying sensual everything. (laughs) sensual comes into gourmet we'll talk about that okay so picture yourself going through a drive-thru and getting some chips or french fries for my north americans you know they're quick fast food it's easy delicious and it feels good when you're eating them but then afterwards you're like "Eh, hmm not so great nor it doesn't feel doesn't feel nourishing You don't feel like, oh, yeah, just got a big hit of nutrients. Yay. Your body's not like, woohoo, party time, nutrients, let's build some cells (laughs) or whatever. Science is not my forte. So then picture yourself sat down in a luxe candlelit restaurant being served a degustation of fresh gourmet food, meal after meal, complete with wine pairing. Pretty different experiences, right? So snack sex, 
This is the type of sex that many of us are actually accustomed to. It's the one that we tend to be shown in um, movies and on TV, it, and especially in porn, that it is for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is just a release of some sort. A lot of people out there currently survive only on snack sex. It's the only type of sex that we um, know and have experienced. It's the type of sex that feels good, of course. It hits all the spots or some of them. It gets the job more or less, quote unquote, done. By which I mean that it culminates in an orgasm for either only one, <laughs> or hopefully both, um, partners, or some kind of obvious climax. Now, as just a quick little aside, I don't subscribe to this view of orgasms being the holy grail, um, but I'll talk about that later. I love orgasms. I will do multiple episodes about multiple orgasms <laughs> in the future, um, but I think that we focus very, very heavily on orgasms and especially ejaculatory orgasms being like the full stop of sex, like, oh, now it's over. That was the entire purpose, which I'm not down with. Anyway. Snack sex is often seen as being a little bit more easy to get, more easy to achieve, per se. And when I talk about orgasms, it mostly tends to consist of explosive orgasms versus implosive. These are the more obvious ones, like the ejaculatory and the clitoral orgasms. They're easier, in a way, to get than the implosive types of orgasms. It's the kind of sex that may leave you satisfied in the short term, but not in the long term. It's the kind of pleasure that might wear off relatively soon after um, you're, again, quote unquote, done. Sometimes it can feel like this quick climax and then leave you feeling almost empty or drained, tired, disconnected. And esoterically speaking, this is because um, explosive orgasms lead to an expulsion of our life force energy. But that's tantrically speaking, and I can speak about tantra in another episode, <laughs> and I plan to. Let me know if that's something that interests you, and I'll make sure I get onto that ASAP. Whereas gourmet sex, mm, mm, gourmet sex, this, oh, this is where sex becomes deeper more intimate, slow, connected. This is where you experience pleasure for pleasure's sake. There's absolutely no rush here. You can take your time. You honor and explore and revel in each other's bodies. This is where we find more implosive orgasms become possible. So those deep inner orgasms like cervical and full body energetic orgasms. And again, this is um, the, the full body and energetic orgasms are for any gender as well. It's the type of sex that can leave you feeling utterly transcendental, if not simply connected on a deeper level and more nourished and satiated. It's absolutely delicious. 
So as I share these, I want to ask you to reflect. What type of sex do you mainly have? Now or in the past? What type of sex do you want to be having in the future? And for the singles, this goes for self-pleasure as well. Are you approaching self-pleasure and masturbation as a quick release? You know, just following your sort of go-to routine of moves or positions that get the result that you're after? Or are you approaching self-pleasure with a gourmet lens, taking time to really honor yourself and your body and really explore your pleasure? In my program, the Sensuality Academy, I actually have an entire module about self-pleasure because this is where we learn to connect with our pleasure language. This is where we learn how to honor ourselves, what we like, what we don't like. And it helps us to learn a vocabulary to share our pleasure, our pleasure language, as I call it, with our partners. And so I believe that self-pleasure is super, super important. And that relationship that you have with your own pleasure is going to have such a big impact on the quality of your partnered sex. And actually, this last point on self-pleasure, this applies to those of us in relationships too. So let's kill the idea that self-pleasure is only for singles because that's just not true. Um, I think that there is some... I would say warped um, thinking that if you're in a couple, in a relationship, that you, your pleasure and your sex should only be with that other person if you're monogamous and that if you still masturbate that it's somehow almost cheating or that it has some kind of um, meaning that the other person is not satisfied with your sex life and that's just not true. I believe that self-pleasure is an act of self-love. So don't deny yourself that. That's a tangent. We can talk about that another time, but let me know if you agree. <laughs> I wish there were comments or something that you could talk to me right now, but that's okay. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic as well. And now this is all to say that not every meal that you have has to be a gourmet meal, right? And this is not to say that snacks are bad. Absolutely not. We love snacks. But it's about empowering you to recognize the different levels of sex that are available to you, if you so choose. When I taught my workshop, uh, Sacred Sensual Sex, at the Hawaii Tantra Festival a few months ago, good Lord, feels like a few years ago now, Am I right? Like this isolation is just never ending. But a few months ago when I was in Hawaii teaching at the Tantra Festival, even a room full of 100 plus tantrikas who generally lean very heavily toward having gourmet sex most of the time agreed with me that there's still a time and a place for snack sex. Sometimes you're just craving some chips or some chocolate and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My goal as a sensuality coach and sex educator is to empower you to understand that sex can be so much more than how it's typically presented to us. 
I really believe that sex is the most intimate thing that we can do with another person. And so it should be respected as such. Just as we can make sovereign decisions to eat snacks 24-7, if we so choose, (laughs) or to eat fresh, nutrient-rich foods, so too can we choose to engage in sex that hits that quick rush of satisfaction or to choose delicious gourmet sex. Now, with this analogy of snack sex versus gourmet sex, now we know that, yeah, gourmet sex is delicious and we love more of that. But just as snacks and food that is um, delicious but less nourishing, it can be a little bit hard to break that habit of reaching for snacks instead of food that is going to be really, really nourishing. It's almost about changing our taste buds as well. So for anyone who may have, um, you know, quit sugar or tried going sugar-free, you know, at the start, it's super hard because it's addictive, right? It's quite literally addictive for us to crave sugar. And so it can be hard to break that habit. But then you get to a point where, you know, you eat some broccoli and you're like, oh, it's kind of sweet. I'm not saying it's like chocolate, but it feels different. I drink celery juice every morning and I think it's really yummy. Other people gag at that. <laughs> but it's just about changing your senses and your tastes and kind of weaning your weight, not necessarily having to stop completely the snacks, the snack sex, because again, I'm not saying that there is good and bad sex, um, but there is sex that is deeply nourishing and more of a quick fix. So I would encourage you to experiment introducing more gourmet sex into your life, whether this is gourmet self-pleasure or gourmet partnered sex. Now, as much as I talk about sacred, sensual sex and gourmet sex, deep intimacy, pleasure, connection and transcendental sex, I'm personally not of the opinion that we must, quote unquote, be careful of who we share our sexual energy with and that we're somehow tainted if we have multiple sexual partners or any other ideas like that. And this is a whole other topic that I will talk about in more detail another time. It's something that I call spiritual slut shaming. And it's something that um, it bothers me a lot. So that kind of language that is sort of making you feel less than for, you know, not being in just one spiritually um, divine relationship and that's it. It's, It's another topic. I will talk about it another day, but back to gourmet sex. You may be thinking, okay, cool, Eleanor, gourmet sex sounds great, but how do I have it? (laughs) And how do I convince a partner to have it who may not be super open to different styles of sexual intimacy? Good question. I'm so glad you asked. I knew I liked you. There are some very practical things that can take your sex from snackish to gourmet that I teach extensively in my program, the Sensuality Academy, and I'm going to share a few with you now. Number one is intention. It's so important to have the intention of deeper connection, 
of intimacy, pleasure for your sexual encounters. So how often do you actually think about the why? Why are you having sex? I know it feels good, but why? What do you want to get from it? I can't stress how important this is. I have legitimately had conversations with lovers about what we want from our sex. Me and a former partner have even discussed whether we should meet up again for sex and if we did, what energy we wanted to bring along to that. Knowing that we're both seeking more than just a snack, right? Number two is spaciousness. This is the sense of spaciousness in time and in setting. This is about being able to go slow, to take your time, not feeling rushed or like you're going to be interrupted. It's luxuriating and melting into the moment and into each other. Spaciousness allows for deep exploration as well as the time that it can take many of us, especially those who have a feminine energy and parts, the time that it can take to surrender and open to pleasure. And number three is eye contact. Anyone who knows me either in real life or online, will likely know how I feel about eye contact. This is the most important piece of the puzzle, in my opinion. Eye contact can immediately shift the energy from snack sex to gourmet sex in an instant. Eye contact invites with it deep connection, intimacy, vulnerability and presence all of which leads to deeper states of pleasure. This is so important to me. I've actually stopped in the middle of the act with a lover and told him that I'm going to need you to look at me. (laughs) I don't think I said it quite like that, but I made a point of stopping and saying, hey, this is important to me. Personally, I feel like if we're not making regular eye contact during sex, and no, I don't mean staring intensely and kind of creepily (laughs) at someone, it's simply holding each other's gaze and being present. If I don't have that, it feels to me as though I don't matter in the equation, that I could be anyone. And maybe you've experienced this too, where it feels like... The sex is no longer about connecting with you as a person, but simply about satisfying a craving, theirs or yours or both. And I know that that might sound a bit intense, but honestly, eye contact during sex is a total game changer. Trust me on this. Trust me. (laughs) So those are a few ways to take your sex from simple and snacky to nourishing and gourmet. I hope that this episode resonated with you and that you learned something. If so, I would love for you to share your thoughts about the podcast in a review um, on the Apple Podcast app. 
and leave a rating as well. As always, if there are any topics that you'd love me to talk about on the show, please be sure to get in touch. Just DM me and you can find all the links in the show notes as well. But until next time, I hope you have delicious gourmet sex, self-pleasure, all the good stuff, and stay sensual. Thanks for listening to the Sensuality Academy podcast. Before you go, I want to invite you to take my free quiz to discover your pleasure language. This really quick, fun quiz will get you started on your journey to explore your own pleasure and how to communicate this with a partner. Plus, you'll receive a bonus worksheet with journaling prompts to dive even deeper. Check it out now in the show notes or head to eleanorhadley.com slash pleasure language. Also, don't forget to share with your friends, post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Eleanor Hadley. Enjoy. Enjoy.